Today we're in week number two of our series that we started last week called Seasons. So go with me real quickly to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter number three. We're going to read verse one and then we're going to read verse 11. Uh, The Bible says this at verse number one, it says, for everything there is a, a season. Man, just... I would encourage you to uh, memorize this passage of Scripture, to know this, that for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. And then verse number 11 says, yet God has made everything beautiful in its own time. That God has made everything beautiful in its own time. I was just you know, kind of uh, going through this once again this morning and just Obviously, this verse has been sticking out to me over the last few weeks, but it really just stuck out to me this morning as I was reading it again, that God has made everything beautiful. We're talking about a God of redemption, that God can take the ugliest of uglies and make something beautiful out of it. He's a God of hope. He's a God of restoration. He's a God of reconciliation, redemption. God has made everything beautiful in its own time. For everything, there is a season. A time for every activity under heaven, and God has made everything beautiful in its own time. As we started this off last week, I want to kind of just kind of reiterate some things this morning before I dive into what God has for us today. But, but just like there are seasons of weather and climate change that are necessary for the sustaining and the growth of life on this planet, there are also spiritual seasons that you and I are going to go through at different intervals, I mean, we're always going to be in a season, and it's not a one-time occurrence, it's, it's going to be an ongoing thing, and those seasons, each of them, are necessary to sustaining us, growing us, nurturing us, and developing us spiritually. God always has more for us. God always has better for us. God always has something new that He's wanting to do in our lives. Aren't you, aren't you thankful for that? That God's just not, okay, I'm done with you. <laughs> that He's always trying to take us higher. He's always trying to, to give us more and, and produce greater things in our lives. And as I told you last week, I believe there are four seasons, just like with weather, there are four seasons spiritually. Now, there may be more um, as far as more names for seasons, um, I was thinking this morning, like, like one of them may be the wilderness season, okay? But the wilderness season is really the dry season. Uh, there may be, someone might say, well, I'm in a season of waiting. And you're going to find out today that really the waiting season, it could be the dry season, it could be uh, the pruning season. My point is, is that even though there may be some other names of seasons that you might could come up with, at their core, I believe that they would all fit into one of these categories, And here's the four seasons. There's the dry season, there's the pruning season, there's the growing season, and then there is the the harvest season. And every single one of us is in one of these seasons right here. Every one of us. And you're always going to be in one of those seasons. Now, ideally, we want to be there at the bottom. We want to be in the harvest season because that's where we're reaping you know, the rewards. That's where we're seeing the fruit. That's where we're seeing the results of of the hard work. 
But how many realize you can't, you, you're, not in, you're not in a continual harvest season. Eventually, as we taught last week, provisions are going to run out. There's going to have to be some more work. There's going to have to be some more dry season. There's going to be some more pruning. There's going to be some more growing season so that you can produce more. And so what, I, what my goal is throughout this series is that for all of us to be able to identify which season that we are in. Okay? And then embrace it. Like, oh, I don't want to embrace it. I want to get to the next season. No, no, no. You've got to embrace it and focus on what God wants to do in your life in this season. Because every season has a purpose. Right? For everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. And God has made everything beautiful in its own time. The dry season, God has made beautiful. The pruning season, God has made beautiful. The growing season, God has made beautiful. So whatever season that you're in, instead of griping and complaining and saying, you know, I want out of this, my goal throughout this series is to get us to focus on the purpose for that season and embrace it and let God do the work that needs to be done in that season. Today we're going to look at the pruning season. Everybody say pruning season. Now this is, this is similar to the dry season in the fact that we really don't want to be in this season. Nobody wants to go through pruning because pruning uh, can be hurtful. It can be painful. It can be ugly but yet it is necessary for growth. Let's, let's read from the book of John, chapter number 15. We're going to read the first four verses to get us going today. And then we'll read the entire rest of the Bible um, to finish up. <laughs> Just kidding. Verse number one. This is Jesus speaking here, and He says, that I'm reading from the New Living Translation. You may have a translation that reads a little bit different. Um, Jesus says, I am the true grapevine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and He does what? What does He do? What, what, what does the Father do? He says he, he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. You've already been pruned. He's speaking to his disciples here. You've already been pruned and purified by the message that I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. I'm about to pray. And, and as I pray, I don't want you to just listen to my prayer. I want you to pray and ask God to speak to you today. That, that, it's that simple. You may not, well, I don't really know what to pray. Just say, God, would you speak to me today? Let your word minister to my life. That's what I want you to pray as I pray uh, right now. Let's do that. Father, we thank you so much for your word. God, your word is, is life. Lord, it's transforming power that produces results. God, this is not just a good book. It's not just a story. It's not just words on pages. God, this is the very breath of God. Lord, it is, it is you. It's, it's, Jesus is the word manifested, Lord, in this earth. Father, Lord, so we know that when we consume the word, Lord, we're consuming you. And, and I ask today, Lord, that you would just speak to our hearts. God, change us to be more like 
like you. God, we know that you have our best interest in mind, that you want us to live an abundant life, God. And that doesn't just happen, Lord, as we live on our own. God, it happens as we get the word of God inside of us. So Lord, make us attentive to your word today. Father, anoint me, your messenger. Lord, help me to clearly communicate the words that you've given me this week. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. The pruning season. Now, now, just right off the bat, pruning doesn't sound very pleasant. I mean, if you know anything about pruning, and we're going to get into a little bit of that here in a minute, it's just, it, it, it looks harmful. It looks painful. When you, when you see someone prune a tree, when you prune uh, a plant, or you, you cut back some things, it looks detrimental. It looks like you're doing damage, but it's actually necessary for the health and longevity of the plant or of the tree. And as we're going to learn today, as when God prunes us, sometimes it, it, it may hurt. Sometimes it may cause pain. Sometimes you, it, it, it may feel harmful. What I want you to remember today is that God is doing that because He's trying to do a greater work in our life. He has more for us. He has increase. He has better. God has our best interest in mind as we go through the pruning process. It's necessary for growth. An arborist uh, understands this. An arborist understands that what may look to others as, as damaging or, or hurtful or harmful, it's actually necessary for the tree to continue to grow and thrive in its life. I found it very interesting in my studies this week, um, the similarities between people and trees. Specifically, when it comes to the pruning process that trees and, and people go through um, to, for them to experience greater um, produce, a, a greater uh, production of fruit. There are a lot of similarities. Uh, none of us, just like with the dry season, none of us like this pruning season, but as I said earlier, it's necessary for spiritual maturity that if we are going to become everything that God wants for us to become, we are going to have to endure some pruning seasons. There, there's no other way to spin it. That it's, it's, how many want to enjoy God's best? How many wants life to the full? How many wants God to take you to your fullest potential, to reach your greatest purpose that He has for you? If that's you this morning, that cannot happen without enduring some pruning seasons in your life. You've got to go through pruning seasons in order to experience your greatest potential that God has for you. For a tree to thrive and flourish and produce uh, the most fruit that it could potentially produce, it's going to have to be pruned on a regular basis so that it can continue to produce more. If you're taking notes this morning, the first thing I want you to write down is this, that pruning seasons are necessary for you to experience more. You got to know that. If, when I was asking you a while ago, how many want to experience more? I mean, I know a lot of people didn't necessarily raise their hand, but I saw a lot of head nodding. People says, I want more in my life. I want more of God. I want, I want everything that God has for me. If you want that this morning, you need to understand that the pruning seasons that you don't like are necessary to experience more. 
This is, this is one of the, the concepts that I want you to embrace. If you find yourself in a pruning season this morning and you think, man, I just don't like this, this hurts, God's closed this door, God's done this, God's done that, or this friend was removed from my life, you need, you need to understand that God is, is pruning you because He's trying to bring more into your life. And, and when you understand the purpose, it kind of helps you to appreciate and embrace the season that you're in because you know what's going on. I don't like this, but I know what God is doing. That this is necessary for me to experience more. Let's look at verses 1 and 2 again and, and, and pull something out here. Jesus says, I am the true grapevine and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And He prunes the branches that do bear fruit. Now, just from the natural, this doesn't make sense. It's like, why, why would he do that? that? That branch is producing fruit. Why, why is he going to prune that? Why is he going to trim that back? And he gives us the answer. Because I want it to produce even more. That, that I have more. I just want to tell somebody today, you may, you may think that you've arrived. You may think that God is just using you and he's doing great things in your life and and no doubt, He is doing some great things in your life, but I'm, I'm here to tell you that God always has more for you. God always has greater for you. God is always taking you. Pastor Don was saying this last week when she, when she said something from the front. He's always taking us from glory to glory. God is, God's never going to bring us up here and then, and then be like, okay, I'm done there. I'm just, you know, we, we're going to uh, digress and we're just going to go backwards in your spiritual journey. No, He always has more for us. He has better. He has increase. He has new heights. He has new levels. So this morning, if you find yourself in a pruning season, understand it's simply because God has more for you. That should be, if you don't get nothing else this morning, that should be encouraging news for you. I'm in this pruning season because God has more for me. God has better for me. God has increase for me. God has new heights. God has new levels. God has more for me. Jesus goes on to say in verse number 5, He says, Yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. Now, many Christians, we, we know this, but I think it's, it's worthwhile that we just reiterate what Jesus is saying here. He's saying, without me, you, you can do nothing. You may want to do more, you may want to have more fruit, but without me, that's not going to happen. Because you're just a branch. And branches can't, branches bear the fruit, but they don't produce the fruit. The vine is what produces the fruit. The branch, watch this, the branch is just a vessel that the vine uses to express the fruit. It's just a vessel. If we're the branches, we, we can't produce the fruit. We, we may say, well, I want, I want more, I want better, I want... This. We can't in and of ourselves produce that. But Jesus can. Jesus is the fruit producer. We're just the fruit bearer. But He's reminding us, you've you got to remain in Me. 
I know that things are going to kind of go, go haywire every now and then. Things are going to get a little uncomfortable. Things are going to feel like that they're falling apart. But you need to remain in me because if you remove yourself, if you detach and think that you can do this all on your own, you're not going to bear the fruit that I want you to, to bear because the, the fruit comes from the vine. So God wants to prune us for the purpose of displaying more of His glory. He wants people to see Him. It's not about us. It's all about God and Him displaying His, His love and His kindness and His goodness to this lost and dying world. So remember this morning, the purpose of pruning is to, to, to produce more fruit, to give you increase and expansion and more and better. And God does that by removing whatever inhibits our spiritual growth. That's what, that's what happens when, when we're pruned. God is, is cutting away things that are inhibiting us from growing and reaching our greatest capacity in Him. Now, there are some things that, and, and I don't want this to be cheesy by no means, but I, I, I want to show you some things that happen in the natural process of pruning so that you'll get a, a little better understanding of what God is doing spiritually as He prunes us. Uh, fortunately for me, and really for our church family, we have a young man who's been in the tree service for several, several years, probably 25 to 30 years. That's John White over here. I wasn't going to call you out, but you know, while I'm, while I'm on the topic, I might as well call you out. And uh, so he's, he's given a large part of his life to... Uh, to working on trees. And, and, I, and I know this, and I knew this this past week, and I'm like, man, I'm going to call him, and I'm going to just, just talk to him about the pruning process because I, I'd like to have some illustrations or some parallels. And, and I called him, and because uh, honestly, it would be foolish for me not to tap into that, uh, that experience, right? So um, anyway, uh, so I called him, and I said, John, I got, I got a couple of questions that I want to ask you to just learn about the pruning process. And and if you know John, um, he's not a shy person. And uh, he's never short of words. And uh, so he says, I'll tell you what, Pastor Scott, instead of you asking me some questions, why don't you just kick back, grab you a pen and paper, and I'm just going to start talking, and you just take some shorthand. <laughs> and uh, so like two and a half hours later, no, it wasn't, it wasn't quite that long, about 45 minutes, I mean, he was just, he was just, he was just talking, and, and this dude has a passion for, for what he does, but uh, anyway, I'm just taking notes, I'm like, whoa, you got to stop, because this is, I just need enough material for, for a sermon, Not, I mean, this is like a series that I could put together, but, but honestly, guys, it was, it's amazing, the similarities between people and trees. In fact, and this could be a, a fun research assignment for you, um, it is said, just by quick Google research, that, that a tree, outside of a human being, a tree is the most commonly used form of life that's found in the Bible. The, the Bible I mean, if you, you think about it, there's, there's trees in almost everyone's story. You look at, you know, Zacchaeus was in a tree. I think it was, was it Philip or Bartholomew, one of those that, that Jesus said, I saw you while you were under the tree. He touched the blind man. He says, what do you see? He says, I see men as trees walking. I mean, Old Testament, trees of Lebanon, cedars of Lebanon. I mean, there's, it's crazy. But there are some things about pruning that I learned this week about... When you, when you prune a tree, and by the way, you, you don't prune all trees at the same 
uh, time of the year. They're diff- depending on the species of tree, you, you prune it at different times, which I thought was very interesting. And you prune them in different ways. And um, you know, just certain things that happen. But, but the end result is so that the tree will, will be more healthy. So the tree will grow and, and, and reach its full potential. But one of the things that, that an arborist does when pruning is they'll do what's called thinning, where, where they'll go in and they'll just thin out a lot of branches. I'm going to stick with the tree. I know Jesus talks about a vine and, and that we're the branches, but let's just, let's just stick with the concept and the idea of a tree. That a tree can get so thick with limbs, and it's not that the limbs are, are bad, but what happens is if there's too many limbs, there's like crossover limbs, and one will lay across another, and, and when the wind blows, you know, they can start rubbing, and, and that, that friction can cause an, an, an open spot that's prone to insects or prone to disease, and it's just, it's just not healthy. And when you get too many limbs that's going, you get too, much, too, much, uh, um, uh, too many branches that are trying to produce fruit. And like, the nutrients are too widely spread to really do uh, the, the, the full potential to that tree as to what needs to be done. It's just spread too much. And so what happens is, is they go in and they start cutting out of a lot of limbs that are not necessary. And as he was telling me about this, I just started thinking about, you know, there are a lot of things in our lives that aren't necessarily sins. It's just the busyness of life. We have, it's not irons in the fire, but we have so many branches on our tree. There, there's so many things that we're giving ourselves to. So much that consumes our time and, and our energy and, and our focus. And they're not necessarily bad in and of themselves, but they're just, they're just taken away from the full potential that God has for us. And so one of the things that God wants to do in our life is He wants to start coming in, He wants to start thinning out some things that are unnecessary. Some things that are just you know, rubbing against the good things that He wants to do in our life. Some things that if we don't get control of and if we don't get you know, uh, some good time management about, it's going to cause us to, to not reach our full potential. And so God prunes us in that way. A lot of times there are, there are branches that are growing the wrong direction and, a, and an arborist will go in and cut those off. And I think that this, is, this sums up what God wants to do in our life, that anything in our life that would deter us from His plans for us, God says, I want to cut that away. Because there's, a, there's not a good end to that. It may not necessarily be detrimental, but it's something that is keeping you from focusing on God's plan for your life. So God says, I need to cut that away. That's part of the pruning process. Another thing that they do when they go in and prune a, a tree is that they, they, they cut off and, and remove what are called suckers. This is an interesting name. Suckers um, are, are low-growing low limbs or, or, or limbs that are you know, below the, the crown or the canopy of the tree that, that try to sprout out. Now, you've probably seen though that we have a, a crepe myrtle at our house and it, it starts trying to get these little, I guess those would be suckers, these little sprouts that start trying to grow out really low. And what happens is the reason they're called suckers is because they're actually sucking the, the sap, which is the life source of that tree. They're, they're sucking the sap away from, uh, from the fruit or from the health of the tree or the, the, the part of the tree that's, that's necessary to receive it. And that's why they're called suckers. They're lit, it's literally sucking the life away from the potential of the tree. And I started thinking about how we have suckers in our lives. Honestly, some of them are actually people. They're people that just, that just suck the life out of us. 
and, and suck away. And I know that's kind of humorous, but I, I, I'm really trying to preach this this morning. So, so understand I'm being serious. That, that's people that, they're not necessarily bad people, but, but they're just sucking away our potential. Maybe they're always negative. Maybe they're always complaining. Maybe they're always doing things to distract you. They're just suckers. Social media is a sucker. It's not necessarily bad. Now, it can be. But it's just something that's just sucking, a, it's sucking away the, the, the potential that God has for you. God's saying, you, it's, you're wasting your time. Why, why don't you spend that time listening to some worship music? Spend that time in my word. Spend that time getting closer to me so I can really let that sap, I can really let the, that, that, that blood flow inside of you. I can really let my spirit begin to reach to the parts that's going to cause you to, to reach your fullest potential. Those things, they're not bad, but you're, you're not going to reach your fullest potential by spending hours on social media. So these are suckers that, that's got to be removed. And then there is, and I'm, I'm not going to get to all of them for sake of time, but then, then there's what's called dead wood that, that are in the trees. And, and dead wood are, are branches that are dead, but they're, they're still attached to the, to the tree. And what happens is, if, if, you've, if you've ever woken up the next morning um, after a storm or after really high wind and there's a lot of limbs or branches in your yard, it's more than likely that that was dead wood that was in the tree that, that broke off really easily when, when things got a little rough. Because it was dead, there's no life in it, but it was attached to the tree and it was creating a lot of unwanted weight in that tree. And that dead wood can potentially be uh, dangerous to not only your house, like your property, your car, I mean, a limb could fall on your car, your house, come through your bedroom, but it could also be potentially dangerous for, for people. If you're out mowing the yard and you go underneath the tree and the, you know, the wind blows just right and blows a big old dead branch off and whacks you on the head, man, what a way to go. I mean, I, but it's, it could potentially be harmful and dangerous, Right? As John was telling me this, and as I was researching this, you know, it just reminds me, there's a, there's a lot of dead wood that we have in our lives that can potentially be harmful to us, to our family, to things, to our ministry, to, to the, the plans that God has for us. And, and we may not necessarily see the, the, the potential dangers of that, but God knows it. He says, man, that's, that's, a, that's a dead branch that's in your life. That's, that's dead wood, and I need to go out and remove it. Otherwise, it's going to end up causing problems in your life, and you're never going to reach the full potential that I have for you. It could be addictions. It could be um, um, hidden sins or secret sins. It, it could be bad habits. I mean, it could be a sour attitude. It could be a, 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 a life of complaining. It could, there's all kinds of things that could... Uh, represent this dead wood. And what God does is He has our best interests in mind, so He goes in and He starts removing these things. God always understands this. Understand this. God always has your best interest in mind. Always. Scripture that comes to mind when I think about that, most people know this, Jeremiah 29, 11. God says this to the prophet. He says, I know the plans that I have for you. They are plans for what? What kind of plans does God have for us? Say that again. What kind of plans does God have for us? Good. Even, even your pruning season, even in your dry season, God has what kind of plans for you? Good plans. Not for disaster, 
He has plans to give you a future, a hope. God knows what he is doing. He is looking out for your best interest. God always has more. God has sees, God sees greater in you. And because he sees greater in you, he says, okay, man, uh, you're not going to get there if this continues to stay in your life. So I'm going to have to remove this. It's the pruning process, but yet God always has your best interests in mind. In order to bring you into these good plans, He's going to have to do some pruning along the way. Some purging. That, that word there, and I forgot what the, what the Greek word for pruning is, but it's also translated purging or cleansing. Purging, or in computer uh, terminology, Scott, it'd probably be like formatting. You just go in and you, you clean up a lot of the, just the junk that's on the computer that's slowing it down. Purging, pruning. And God is going to repetitively prune you. We don't like that. We're just like, okay, just get me through this so I'll never have to experience it again. But God is going to repetitively, repetitively prune you so that you can continue to grow in Him and produce richer and finer fruit. Just, just real quickly, just look at your neighbor and just say, God has better for me. God has bigger for me. God has, God has more for me. God has my best interest in mind. God's going to take care of me. You know, I, I may not like this pruning season, but God has increase for me. He is, he is preparing me for increase. And I can tell you, I, I know I sound like I'm being redundant this morning, but but. Good teachers are redundant for a reason because they want you to remember things. You need to know that because when you find yourself in this pruning season, your first thought is going to be, I don't like this, get me out of here. But I want your new thought to be, God is preparing me for more. God is preparing me for increase. God is preparing me for greater. God is preparing me for more. Man, God's about to do a work in me, for me, and through me. How do I know that? Because He's pruning me. Amen. If you're serious and sincere about deepening your walk with God and discovering and reaching your fullest potential, one of your prayers must be, Lord, remove anything in my life that offends you. Or Lord, remove anything in my life that would keep me from reaching the purpose that you have for me. That's a, that's a tough prayer. This is something that now, to be honest with you, I've kind of gotten out of the routine, but it's something that for the longest, that, that, was, that was in my daily prayer. God, if there's anything in my life that is unlike you, if there's anything in my life, God, that would keep me from reaching my full potential that you have for me, God, show me what that is. Remove that from me. Because, Lord, I want to experience all that you have for me. A great example is Psalm chapter 139, verses 23 and 24. David says this, he says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. What's this? Verse 24. Point out anything in me that offends you. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. This, I'm telling you, if you want God to use you, you want God to do more in your life, this needs to become your prayer. God showed me. Now that's a, I'm just, I'm just here to tell you, if you're sincere when you pray that, God's going to show you and you may not like what he shows you. But if you're serious about reaching your fullest potential in God, then you need to pray this prayer and God, God will show you. God is a faithful God. And he'll show you, okay, that's, you know, that, that right there is keeping you from excelling in the things that I have for you. 
This right here is your, is your roadblock. Right here is a barrier. This is, this is a wall that is inhibiting you from growing to your fullest potential. Maybe you're dragging around some dead branches in your life. Maybe it's bad relationships. Maybe it's the wrong friends. I'm not saying they're necessarily bad people. It's just the wrong people to have in your sphere of influence. They don't need to be in your circle. Okay? Maybe it's, as I said earlier, maybe it's a, a negative attitude. Maybe it's an old wound from your past. Okay? And, and when you're praying, God, show me anything that's keeping me from excelling. It, it may be an old wound. It, it may be anyone or anything that you've learned to put your dependency in that you're looking to for security, that you're looking to for peace, that you're looking to for stability, anything other than Jesus, anything other than God. And I'll tell you, man, this really pierced my heart because even though we love the Lord, even though we say we rely on God, when you get serious about this, God will show you, you know, you're, you're putting too, too much trust in your own ability. You're putting too much trust in your own confidence. You're putting too much hope in, in so-and-so. You're putting too much trust in, in those books you're reading. You're putting too much hope and trust in that pastor down the road that you like to listen to their podcasts. I'm just throwing out some things, but, but, but these are things that when we pray, God, show me what it is that's keeping me from reaching the fullest potential. God's going to show you, and then God's going to start pruning. And It's not always easy. It can be hurtful. It can be ugly. It can be painful. And because we know that it can be painful, watch this, because we know that it can be painful, a lot of times we're too afraid to pray this prayer or to allow God to do that pruning work in our lives because we know that's, that's going to hurt. That's going to that's be too much work. That's going to be too difficult. I, I can't do that. So, we don't allow God to prune us. Here's something that I want you to know this morning. You can either be miserable dragging around dead branches that are holding you back, or you can go through the pain of letting God prune them away. The choice is yours. You can either be miserable by dragging around dead branches that are holding you back from the things of God, or you can endure the pain and let God prune them away. It's, it's going to be painful. It's going to be hurtful. There are going to be some things that you've gotten so attached to in your life that, you've, that you have become so familiar with. I, you know, I told you earlier that you know, we, we, get, we get comfortable in our walk with God and we get comfortable like, like in our church service, like how things usually go and when they don't go that way, it's, oh, we freak out, we panic, what's, what's, what are we going to do? You know, there's, there's some, I believe there was some pruning that was taking place this morning. So God is just, you know, you're too reliant upon this stuff. You're, you're too, you're, you're too, for me, Scott, you're, you're too focused on your notes. You're too focused on all this stuff. Just, just let me do a work. I'm going I'm to start stripping it. It may be ugly. I'm going to tell you. I, I'm, I'm careful what I'm even going to say because I want it to be said at the right time. But there are some things that I know that God wants me to start implementing in our service. And I'm scared to death. But I'm miserable <laughs> because I'm not doing those things. Because I'm, I'm scared. And I believe that God is saying, Scott, you've got to let me remove this. You've you got you to let me uh, cut away the things that are inhibiting what I want to do in your life and in the church. But the choice is ours. But here's what I want you to know. You can't expect things to get better if you're not willing to walk through the pruning process. Again, what's the purpose of the pruning season? To produce more fruit. 
to make us better, to grow us, to expand us. God loves us so much and He has so much more for you. He wants to do great things for you, in you, through you. He wants to to teach you patience. He wants to teach you to be grateful. He wants to, to teach you how to be the best husband and the best father. He wants to teach you how to be the best mother and the best wife. He wants to teach you how to be a great employer and a great employee. He wants to teach you how to, how to be great at whatever it is that you... I mean, God has your best interest in mind. He always has more and always has better for you. But the way He gets you there is through the pruning process. Through the pruning season. And he tells us, remain in me. Remain in the vine. One, one last verse. And, and Austin, if you would, if you guys want to go ahead and come up and, and get ready to start um, leading us in some music, that would be great. Uh, John chapter 15, verse 4. Once again, this is Jesus. He says this. this is, guys, this is, this is so important. So important. He says, remain in me and I'll remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. Watch this. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Why, why am I reiterating this verse? Because the tendency is, when, when, th- when we see that things are getting difficult, the tendency is sometimes is to, is to pull back. The tendency is to, you know, to, to do something different. But, but I believe that the word for the day, the word for the hour, is that God is saying, I, I'm trying to do a work in you. And I can't accomplish that work if, you, if you're going to keep pull, pulling back every time something gets a little difficult. Did you know that, and, and there's, there's so much more I could teach you on this. See, God, God doesn't cause... Our suffering. There are some things that we're going to go through, and, and we're going to suffer. Okay, but God doesn't cause that suffering, but God will use that suffering. He makes everything beautiful in its own time. God will use that suffering to start pruning you, because now you're in a, for lack of better words, you're in a you're in a vulnerable spot. There's been some doors that's been closed. Now, now sometimes God closes doors, okay, but but a lot of times we we bring some things on ourselves. And it causes pain, it causes suffering. But God can use that season of suffering. God can use that time of, 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 of your suffering to start pruning things, to really start getting your attention and to show you, here's what happened. Here's where things went south. But here's the plans that I have for you. I have, your best days are not behind you. Your best days are in front of you. I have a future and a hope plan for you. I have greater for you. Man, I want to bless you. I want to do a great work in you. But you got to hold on. you got to abide in me. It's gonna, it's, it may look ugly. It may look hurtful. There may be some people that walk out of your life. You may lose some friends. You, you may lose a job. But remember, God is saying, I'm doing this because I'm pruning you so that you can produce more fruit. I want you to ask yourself this morning in closing, what what is it in my life that needs to be removed? Some of you, you, you can automatically think of something right now. For others, you, you may not know, but that's okay. That's why I want to ask you this question. But our prayer needs to be, God, if there's anything in my life that, that needs to be removed so that I can reach 
the purpose and the plan that you have for me, God, remove that. What is it in my life that needs to be removed? Is it a habit? Is it a, is it a friend, an acquaintance? Is it a secret sin? Is it a negative attitude? Is it, is it uh, uh, complaining all the time? What is it in your life that needs to be removed? I believe that some of you this morning uh, are in a pruning season right now. You just don't recognize it as that. You, you recognize it as, as all hell breaking loose in your life. That's what it feels like. And all you see is everything in your life unraveling. But, but I'm here to tell you that God makes everything beautiful in its own time. Maybe what's going on is God is setting you up for something new. He's setting you up for new growth. He's setting you up for greater. He's setting you up for increase. The pruning season is what puts you in position for new growth. I want to pray over you right now and then I, we're going we're to change directions and just open up the altars and for people to come and, and pray. But I want to pray for you right now. Father, I thank You so much, Lord, for this time that we've been able to spend in Your Word. And God, I know that um, just like last week, God, the dry season, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel comfortable. God, it, it's, it's not pleasurable. So it is with the pruning season. God, it, it's not something, Lord, that, that we want to just raise our hands and volunteer for. God, it's not something that, that we necessarily want to go through. But as we've learned today, God, it is necessary in order for us to experience more. And God, I believe that everyone in this room, everyone who will watch this online, they want to experience more. God, they want to experience greater. So Lord, as we get ready to move in this, this time of altar, Father, I just pray that, that You would reveal to us anything in our lives that needs to be removed. And that we would gladly surrender and say, God, take it. Remove it. God, show me what it is because I want Your fullness. I want Your best. I want greater. I want increase. Holy Spirit, I ask You right now to do the work that only You can do. We learned today that You are the gardener. You are the vine dresser. You're the surgeon. So begin to cut away things from us today that are inhibiting our growth in You. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.